This podcast is part of the Podbelly Network. Please visit podbelly.com to see a complete listing of all of our other shows. It's about to be a fun ride. Follow along, watch as we slide. Paranormal just hit the lights. Goosebumps all through the night. Mixing just a little bit of twain. That girl sure can't do a thing. Together, hillbillies go insane. Laugh so hard it'll hurt your brain. Podcast you won't ever change. These two here, they got the recipe. Sat on back and listen in to some of our darkest mysteries, eh? Welcome to Hillbilly Horror Stories. And now here's your host. Jerry and Tracy Polly and their dog Ninja. Do you like annoying advertisements for podcasts you'll never listen to? Well, then you're at the right place because this is an advertisement for the Art Jacob Do America podcast featuring Art, Jacob, and Eric B. Castillo, the dirtiest man on the internet. Hello, do you want to hear two and a half Mexicans talk about subjects that they have absolutely no authority over? Well then, you're in for a treat. Please make sure you listen to our episodes every Sunday night, available on iTunes, Google Play, iHeart, Tuned In, or wherever the fuck you get your podcast from. Art and Jacob do America. Fuck, fuck yeah! yeah. Hey guys, welcome to episode 174 of Hillbilly Horror Stories. I'm Jerry. And I'm Tracy. And what a week. Woohoo! Man, do we where do we even start? Shoot, I don't even know. So we bought a we bought a vehicle on Monday, and the very next morning the transmission was going out of it. So we took it back. <laughs> so we got Tracy got to drive it to work, and then I went and picked it up because she had some issues with it. I took it up to the dealership, and they've kept it. And we may get it back this coming Wednesday, but basically, we bought a car, had it for less than 12 hours, drove it for less than an hour total, and now it's having a brand new transmission put into it. Who'd have thunk it? It was crazy. Then, Tracy had to go into the hospital again, which we didn't tell anybody about, on Thursday. It was another heart situation, so we have another stent put in, so we're... Counting our blessings that it wasn't any worse than what it was. And she finally got out on Friday. And then we've got, we had my entire family coming over here today, which is Sunday, for like a our second Thanksgiving. We did her family last week. So it's been craziness. That is very true. It's been very crazy. So with, but, that, yeah. well. <laughs> with that being said, the time on the episode this week has not been near what it would have been, obviously, just from one crazy thing after another. And then work was crazy for me as well. Mm-hmm. So, and then, like I said, but spending time up at the hospital and, and uh, stuff like that, that took precedent. So we do have a story for you. It's not as long, but it's a good story, I think. Uh-huh. So are you ready to get going? I am ready. So a big thank you to all of our uh, military and civil servants and canine units. God bless you all. Yeah, thank you guys all over the world, no matter who you represent. We know it's tough out there. Yeah. And, uh, we just love you and we appreciate everything Absolutely. you do. Absolutely. We do love you guys and thinking about you this holiday for sure. Obviously, um, we we like to always lead that right into the fact of 
you know, we've been seeing a lot in our Facebook group, people struggling this time of year, which that's, you know, that's what happens. Mm -hmm. The weather is bad. It's dreary in most places, not every place, but you know, you just get that winter kind of weather. It just makes stuff bad. I was so happy to see the sun today. Yep. It was out for a little bit. And, you know, and you got people that, like you said, we bring up Tracy, you know, because of the fact of, you know, her family is is dealing with holidays for the first time without uh, her father, who passed in August. You know, and there's a lot of other people in the same thing, same uh, situation. And we've had a couple people actually write us and say, hey, thanks for mentioning that mm-hmm. because they do struggle this time. Yeah, of year. well, we're always here if you need to talk. And just remember, you have a great community in our group that helps support you. So absolutely please reach out if you need to we're here if you need us you know you're all family to us when you hurt we hurt um i know tim mullins lost a dog yeah the other day and and this dog was definitely had this dog for 10 years it was like family to him and you know like i told him you know it's not crazy it's you know this is a kid in 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 a lot of aspects yeah and you know needless to say we've thought on several occasions about you know if something happened to ninja you know what you know what would you miss and those little mm-hmm. things and you know you tear up just even thinking about it yeah. so i you know and I, some people out there are going to say well it's just a dog it's just a dog and you know what i'm not gonna lie to you i've had people before call in the sick to work mm-hmm. because they had a pet die mm-hmm. and in my head it was like come on so you mm-hmm. called in the sick to work because your dog died yeah. seriously and now, with, like, Ninja, I mean, I totally get it. I mean, if something happened to Ninja, I would be devastated. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have a pet, I don't guess, in the past. I mean, I did have one, but for some reason, it just didn't devastate me like it would with Ninja. And I, I just don't get yeah. it. But with yeah. that being said, this, you know, this Wednesday, and it's not going to be on this Wednesday show, but this Wednesday, I get to interview Carrie Kennedy, which is a pet psychic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So that's going to be really cool. Yeah, that'll be fun. We'll have that on an upcoming episode. Well, we're thinking about you, Tim. We're sorry about your little doggy, honey. So if you guys are struggling out there and you'd rather talk to somebody a little more professional or a little more anonymous, the suicide hotline number is 1-800-273-8255. If you're more of a texter, 741-741. Okay. Hey, guys, I want to take a couple of minutes to talk to you about Native. Native is an all-natural deodorant. Me and Tracy have been using it for a couple of weeks now, and I'm telling you, it works. I mean, it really does work. Making the switch to an aluminum-free deodorant does not mean you've got to sacrifice any type of performance because that's definitely not been the case. Native, obviously, is formulated without aluminum, parabens, or talc. It's nothing but good stuff that you find in nature. Coconut oil, shea butter, tapioca starch. That absorbs the wetness because some people say, well, if you don't use talc, how does that work? Well, they use tapioca starch. And uh, obviously, it's a lot more healthier for you. They don't test on animals. It's free shipping and returns. It's perfect. Here's the thing with Native. Less is more. The formula they use has simple ingredients that you understand. So you know everything that's in their deodorant. Is it worth it? Heck yeah, it's worth it. It's aluminum-free, safe, and effective. Native comes in a wide variety of enticing scents for men and women. Plus, they even release a few limited edition uh, seasonal scents throughout the year. So that's pretty cool. Right now, we're using the coconut and vanilla. That's the one I use. And yes, it's very manly. Don't think that it's not. And then Tracy's using the cucumber and mint, which is also kind of cool. Those are the ones I use. I think it's awesome. 
and we're going to give you an opportunity here to get you 20% off your first purchase. And here's how you're going to do that. For 20% off your first purchase, visit nativedeodorant.com and use the promo code HILLBILLY during checkout. 20% off nativedeodorant.com. Hillbilly is the promo code there. Sounds kind of funny to be using Hillbilly to get deodorant. You wouldn't think those two things go together. Hey, but we want to smell good too. So go check it out. I'm telling you, you're going to love the smell. You're going to love the product in general. It does what it's supposed to do. And I feel a lot better about using it than I do some of the other brands. Let's jump into this story. It's the freaking Catalina wine mixer, Tracy. Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> Boats and hoes, boats and hoes. <laughs> so obviously that's the iconic line from the movie Step Brothers, but Catalina is known for more than being a place where Will Ferrell and John C. Riley kill it uh-huh. with the drums and the... Uh, oh, you know that's right. And the little vocal orientation oh. there. <laughs> you sound like a mix of Fergie and an angel. Is that what <laughs> <laughs> There's also a paranormal side. To Catalina. So let's learn a little bit about Santa Catalina Island. It's just off the coast of Southern California, right in the Long Beach area. And right around 500 BC, the Gabrielino Indians settled here and became the first inhabitants of the island. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. I think it's so cool that they can figure out who, how, that someone established it there, the first ones at 500 BC. I know. They even know that uh, i don't know but that's it's fascinating that they can i like to be a fly on the cave when that happens <laughs> <laughs> so they loved the fact that there was clear water and there was an abundance of fish now all this fish also attracted sea otters oh in 1811 russian fur traders came down from alaska and they killed many of these sea otters for Rude. the fur that's terrible well the Gambrielinos, they didn't like it. You know, they don't sound like Native American Indians. They sound like a, a crime family or a mob. Oh, like the mob, yeah. <laughs> the Gambrielinos. They didn't like it, and they objected to the traitors, and um, they made their case known. And the Russians slaughtered all of them <gasps> as well. Wait, slaughtered who? The Indians. Oh, the no. The Native Americans. <sighs> so the island was later named the... Uh, Santa Catalina, which is St. Catherine, mm-hmm. in 1542 by Juan Cabrillo. Now, smugglers also liked the island because it was just 21 miles from the California coast, so they could do a lot of their illegal trading and stuff mm-hmm. there and not be too far from the coast, but at the same time, far enough off where they wouldn't be caught. The smugglers would often fight with each other, just like a lot of rival gangs and stuff yeah. like that would do. So there was a lot of death on the island just strictly from that not to mention the fact that you had the slaughter of the native americans that were there but wait there's more tracy well that's a too much for me to handle right there so during the gold rush in 1863 there were some greedy gold miners and what they would do was they would dig their tunnels and they would go sometimes a little farther than they should to try to get a little extra gold and dig them under the sea <laughs> what do you think happened there? They drowned. They drowned because many of the tunnels collapsed. Oh, man. And it killed several of the miners. So you got ghosts of murdered natives, smugglers, and miners. 
that are frequently heard or seen on the island. Aww. That's what happens when you're greedy. Yeah. Something's going to come and bite you. So the Native Americans have been seen in the hills that are right behind Avalon. Avalon's the the city city that's right there on the island. There's a bunch of Native Americans that have been seen in the hills right behind there. They materialize basically out of nowhere, and they stand quietly shoulder to shoulder as they stare out towards the ocean. Some think that they're basically just waiting for the Russians to come back Mm. so they can get their revenge. There's also a sloop that's seen by some boaters that are out there in the area off Catalina. You know what a sloop is? I do not know what that is. It's a uh, part of the title of a good Beach Boy song, the Sloop John B. It's like a, it's like a sailboat is what it is. It's a type of sailboat, like a bigger one that's got like, sometimes they'll have two, two of the big masts and sometimes mm-hmm. they'll have three. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times when you'll see like these pirate type ships that have the, you know, the all the different masts and stuff like that, are just think more like that. Okay. But that's kind of what a schooner is. But so there's a there, a, a sloop. I said a schooner. I saw. I know. I thought. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that's it's basically they'll see this out there, and it's usually right around dusk or early in the morning at dawn. But they'll see it. It's got no kind of flag or any kind of lights. It just randomly just kind of shows up. Ooh. So they know it's not a real boat. But oh, spooky. It is spooky. So obviously that's thought that this might be a phantom ship of some of the smugglers from back in the day. Mm-hmm. Scuba divers. They've actually reported hearing screams that could possibly be from miners when they're under the water. Oh, that would freak me out. <laughs> I bet it would. Oh, my gosh. So there's two very well-known ghosts on the island. And when I say well-known, I'm talking about more famous in life before they became ghosts. Not like Casper is mm-hmm. a famous ghost. Mm-hmm. He's not real, you know. Well, who's to say any ghost is real? <laughs> <laughs> One is William Wrigley Jr. Now, Tracy, when I say Wrigley, what's the first thing you think of? Gum. Exactly. And that's who this was. He was the Wrigley of Wrigley's Chewing Gum. He owned the company. He manufactured gum. He also owned the Cubs. Uh-huh. And that's why it's Is named. that why they call it Wrigley's Field? Yeah. It's exactly why they call it that. Oh. So he owned all that. He appears at the house that he once owned here in Avalon Canyon. How do people know that it's him? Because he's always seen chewing gum. I was going to say, come on now. <laughs> That's bad for your jaws, by the way. That's, of course. <laughs> it is. The second well-known person is the answer to this joke. What's the only wood that doesn't float? Natalie. Jerry Pauly. What? That was terrible. <laughs> Natalie Wood was a wonderful actress. And she was a beautiful young woman who was married to Robert Wagner, who may or may not have killed her. Anyways, <laughs> she got her start. Do you know what movie she got her start in as a child? Mm-mm. She was the little girl in Miracle on 34th Oh, Street. duh. I didn't know that. I forgot. And she was in such classics as Rebel Without a Cause Mm -hmm. with James James Dean, and she was Mm -hmm. in West Side Story. So her death is shrouded in mystery, obviously. Um, It's funny, I just saw, for those of you who are unfamiliar, we'll tell you a little bit about it. But I just saw on, I think it was Dr. Oz, maybe a week ago, Mm -hmm. they had the captain of the yacht was actually on Dr. Oz talking about this. Really? After all these years? All these years. So, like I said, her death's kind of shrouded in mystery. So, what we do know is that she was on a yacht that was owned by Robert Wagner. And 
they were right off, uh, anchored right off the coast of Catalina. There was one other inhabitant on the boat, Christopher Walken. She was, she was, <laughs> we need more cowbell. <laughs> she was starring uh, in a movie they were actually filming. I can't remember the name of the movie, but she was actually filming the movie. He was her co-star. Oh. And they took a, like a little weekend break and went up to Catalina. Oh, I did not know that. So on November 28th, 1981, she disappeared from the boat. Robert Wagner acknowledged later in an autobiography he had that they had an argument shortly before she disappeared. They recovered her body at 8 a.m. the next morning in the water about a mile up from the yacht. She had been, um, had, or she had like bruises on her body. Really? And she had bruises on her arms and she had an abrasion on her left cheek. She had a .14 blood alcohol level. And she had painkillers in her blood and um, some type of drug that was for seasickness, motion mm-hmm, sickness. So mm-hmm. she had some of that, probably Dramamine or something like yeah. that. Now, the 0.14 is kind of important because in California at the time, 0. 0.10, 0.10 was illegal to even drive a vehicle at that level. She uh-huh. was 0.14. So she was intoxicated, yeah. without a doubt. Her death was actually ruled accidental drowning and hypothermia by the coroner. There was also an inflatable dinghy that had washed up on the shore. All kinds of questions about did she jump off the boat and hit her head on the dinghy and then fall into the water and drown. And that's people talking about the abrasion on her face and all that stuff. That's what they were blaming that on, Yeah, there's some people that think that she jumped off trying to jump into the dinghy and missed and fell in and drowned and somehow and knocked knocked the dinghy off in the process. And that's why it washed up. Some people think that she just got in the boat and took off. Well, Mm -hmm. first of all, my, my problem with that is if she died, one of the reasons they gave her was hypothermia. Right. Well, she's probably not jumping in ice cold water to swim. No. And. But dinghy is a funny word. It is a funny word. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so the coroner, his name was uh, Thomas Nagudi. He said that it's possible that she took the dinghy, had been drinking, and she either, she slipped and fell out of it. The problem is, though, that her sister, Lana, who's also a fairly well-known actress, Lana Wood, she said that Natalie was petrified of water. She could not swim, and there is no possible way she would have even jumped in the water she definitely wouldn't have gotten into a dinghy and went off on her own because she just wouldn't have been comfortable doing that at all. Sort of like that movie Sleeping with the Enemy. I was thinking... uh, Julia Roberts didn't know how to swim. She was was petrified of the water. I was thinking, uh, what was the one with Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn? No. (laughs) Overboard? Overboard, no. So over the years, many people have speculated that her husband, Robert Wagner may have been involved in her death. There's a few boulders that say that they heard a lady screaming that night. She was actually screaming for help that Mm. night, but they didn't see it. They could just hear her. So the question is, was she thrown overboard? Did she slip and fall off the boat? Mm -hmm. So that's the question that's been asked basically for the last 38 years. So what did Christopher say? Wasn't he on the boat? I don't, I've not heard anything about 
what he said. He was might have been on the boat, but I don't know. You know, you would think if other boaters heard screaming, if he was on the boat, he would have heard. He or what heard about it. the captain? Yeah. And I didn't get to see any of that interview the other day, so I would have actually liked to have seen that. Yeah. I might go back and see if I can find that. Her ghost has been spotted on Two Harbors Beach, though. Some say that she was naked when they find her, which is kind of ex- interesting because there are people out there that say that when they found her body, that she was actually nude, mm. which is even more crazy. I mean, so you just wandered around the top of a yacht naked and decided to jump off into it. I mean... Yeah, none of that makes any sense. So, that's the kind of little quick story on Natalie Wood to get us into it. It's a sad story. It really is. So, Catalina is is known for... It looks a lot like St. Thomas, for real. Mm-hmm. When I look when I look at pictures of Catalina. Oh, really? It's really hilly. It's got mm-hmm. a, lot, a lot of little mountains and stuff on there. Big-ass potholes. I don't know about the potholes. <laughs> your whole vehicle falls but, in. But there's like all these little homes that are built the same, same way, way and on the side. But yeah, it's like these Crayola colored type crayon homes and stuff like that as far as colors. Uh, like I said, beautiful hillside and everything on it. In 1915, though, there was a devastating fire that destroyed most of the structures in town. Aww. One of the buildings to survive, though, was the Glenmore Plaza Hotel. It's the oldest hotel on the island, and it's the second oldest hotel in all of California. Hmm. So from the 1900s to the 1930s, there were several celebrities who actually lived here. Charlie Chaplin, Clark Gable, Amelia Earhart, Laurel and Hardy, and Teddy Roosevelt, just to name a few. Nice. So check this out. So during World War II, the Maritime Administration took over the entire island. And they made the Glenmore a merchant marine training facility and housing for seamen. It's just so funny to think about that you can just take over a whole island. But, you know, we've seen like the Queen Mary was mm-hmm. a, you know, it was it was just a passenger ship. And they took it over at wartime and said, now you're going to be a warship. And, mm-hmm. you know, then you've got situations like that. And there's actually another situation we'll hear about a little later. Now, what's cool about this hotel as we told you about the fire. So guests at the hotel often report smelling smoke. Even more strange, though, is that people across the street on several occasions have seen the building actually on fire. They call the fire department. When the fire de- fighters are called, they show up and they find no fires whatsoever. And that help, that I mean, that happened several times? Several times. Wow. The room that seems to be the most active in the hotel, in case someone wants to check it out, is room 17. So go check that out. Wow, what's up in there? Well, they said it's just very common to hear uh, noises late mm-hmm. at night, and uh, especially when uh, there's nobody actually in the room itself. Mm. So if it's unoccupied, they hear just a bunch of noises and stuff like coming from it. But Another cool story comes from here. There's like a, uh, there's a casino and stuff yeah. in town, and they've got uh, they do some stand up comedy there. They said that there's been multiple different reports of a figure on stage walk straight through a wall, and all the people in the audience see it. Do they clap? I don't know if they clap or not. Hey, that's a pretty good that's a pretty good trick. I'd be clapping. I wouldn't clap. I'd be like, I'm here to see comedy, not magic. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, um, forget the comedy. Let me see you walk through that wall again. So here's um, here's a story 
from a gentleman by the name of Brendan. He was anonymous, but I saw that he had wrote in, so I wanted to write this. He didn't write in to us. He wrote in to oh, okay. like on, on one of the websites. He said that he was staying at the casino, and he felt like somebody was watching him. He didn't think anything of it at first, and he was just outside of the bathroom, and he was waiting for his brother to come out. He said then the feeling became a little bit stronger. He actually became nauseous. He said he could feel something wrap around him. And then it just suddenly stopped. Well, here comes his brother. And his brother tells Brandon that he saw a ball of light near him. And it was getting brighter and it was getting larger. And then he said it just vanished. Oh, my gosh. His so brother's seen it. his brother was seeing coordinated perfectly what, yeah. to what Brendan was feeling. Ooh, I wonder what it was. I know. He says he has no clue what happened that night. And it still scares him every time he goes out to the casino. Oh, my gosh. Maybe it was a hug for good luck. Maybe it was. There's also a story of a laborer who actually fell from above and landed in fresh cement being poured in 1929 when they were building the casino. I hate when that happens. (laughs) He he said he was supposedly, according to one of the people that were given some ghost tours there, that he is entombed on the second floor and he likes to uh, hang out in the men's bathroom there. (laughs) All right. How'd he get through the cement? (laughs) (laughs) There's also a ghost named Jerry. I like this guy. Yeah. He throws produce at shoppers in Vons Market. <laughs> <laughs> According to the, the story, Jerry used to be the produce department manager there, but he killed himself. Oh, what did he do that for? I have no idea. It's funny because like uh-huh. all the different stories, like there were people that were like, Oh, yeah, like the lady who does the tours. Uh-huh. They said the lady who does the tours said, oh, yeah, they were throwing bagels. At, it was throwing bagels at my friend, which I hate to be one to be nitpicky, but it said produce and a bagel is not produce. Oh, true story. Regardless. Said, oh, it's throwing bagels. So the guy goes up and he starts asking people. He goes up uh, that was doing the story. He went up and was asking um, people in the produce place, hey, I've heard you got this ghost that throw like bagels and stuff. And they're like, no, no. And he's like, that's what I thought. And they're like, it was, it was, it's loaves of bread. So it's like, it was, the story was just slightly different. Yeah. But, so there's uh, definitely some more haunted stories on this island, though. Like, the Banning House. Now, the Banning House was actually started by a couple of brothers. The Banning Brothers, mm-hmm. to be exact. Makes sense. It's a bread and, bed and breakfast now. And it's right near Two Harbors, which, where we said that's where Natalie Wood is seen all the time. If you go to this place... What? You would not be able to survive in this place. Why? Because there's no TVs. Oh, hell no. There's barely any Wi-Fi. No. So your entertainment there is listening to owls and sill barking from off in the distance. Oh, I mean, that'd be okay. It's I'd be po- down with that. It's supposed to be kind of rustic and comfortable. And they said it's got like wicker furniture and stuff out on the patios. Mm-hmm. It's just a place to just come hang out and Well, I don't think nature. I would. I don't think I would hate that at all. I think as soon as you had one night... Where there was no Andy Griffith to turn on when you got home, you would go ballistic. Ugh. I've been with you in hotels when you couldn't figure out how the satellite worked or when you couldn't get Wi-Fi. And? I'm just saying. <laughs> if we've been in some awesome places where this happened, you like, it was like that in Galveston. Well, I think I need those places that don't have all that stuff so I can just chill and relax. You know, I need that in my life. Yeah. Seriously. Mayberry. 
this place was a hunting lodge at one point, but what I found was a little more interesting is that during World War II, this hotel was also taken over by the U.S. government and became a U.S. Coast Guard uh, barracks. Uh-huh. So that's two different hotels that we've talked about tonight that during World they, War yeah, II. They got taken over. They just got taken over. It was also a girls' camp in 1950s. Okay. I don't know what exactly a girls' camp would be. I don't know if it's like, like a 4-H type camp. Probably or, so. Or, no. Anyways, the most famous ghost here is the fisherman's ghost. The employees here say that they can feel his presence, and they also smell smoke and fish that's associated with his ghost. Hmm. Maybe they should just have smoked fish on the on the menu at the restaurant. One of his names, Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he just likes to hang around the kitchen and the employees' bathroom for some reason. No, while these ghosts like to hang around the bathroom. Yeah, what is up with that? You got a whole a whole hotel you can hang out in, and that's and you want to hang out in the bathroom. That's so many stories too, of ghosts hanging in the bathroom. I mean, I get George Michael's ghost doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, (sighs) anyways, and of course the Bannon brothers who started the place are also seen here on a fairly regular basis. But occasionally my licks, lips stick together. <laughs> <laughs> On a fairly regular basis. For those of you who think I just can't say the word. He can't. <laughs> <laughs> he tried to say it three times. <laughs> and last but not least. Oh. A lady in white. Oh, Frig. And we're not even going to talk anymore about her. (laughs) The last place we're going to talk about is the Catalina Boathouse Hotel. This story is going to start in 1912. This is kind of a funny story when you think about it. There was a captain by the name of Joseph McAfee. He brought his houseboat all the way from Venice Beach, California, up to the island. He bought a nice little parcel of land. And what would most people do who bought a parcel of land? Now what are you going to do? Next step. I don't know. Build. Right. Yeah. That's what most people would do. Yeah. Not him. Oh. He's like, well, I built a house, but I already have a perfectly good house. It's just sitting down there in the water. Oh. So he decided to drag his houseboat up to the hill <laughs> and put it on his property. <laughs> this may have been the very first trailer. It could have been the very first. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty smart, I guess. So that's what he did. And by... By this time, Catalina was starting to become a hotbed for tourists. So he thought, well, you know, I'll just add a few more rooms on here and we'll turn this baby into a hotel. And that's what he did. And on his boat? He added rooms onto his boat and he staggered them down the hill and turned it into a money-making opportunity for himself. Well, that's really weird. It was named the Catalina Boathouse Hotel. Or named, it actually became the Catalina Boathouse Hotel in the early 1960s. Now, at this point, Captain McAfee had since been long gone, passed away. He supposedly passed away on the upper deck of his beloved home. Mm. And there's a lot of people that said he's become a permanent resident there. I found a story. There's not a whole lot. I didn't find a whole lot on him and his hauntings. But I did find a story that I thought was cool. There was a gentleman by the name of Matt. 
and he used to visit Catalina all the time with his family and stuff when he was a child, small child. And he would always be curious about the ghost of the hotel because he would hear stories. Well, obviously now he's an adult, and he pretty much thought the story was BS now. Mm-hmm. You know, as a kid, he was all into it, oh, but I'm as sure. an adult, whatever. He says that everybody's into all these ghost shows and stuff like that now, and then you can't really tell which place is really haunted and which place is just made it up for, you know, a money grab, basically, and the attention. So one day he had a neighbor that mentioned this ghost, and he decided, you know what, enough's enough. I'm going to go check this place out. So he books himself a room. He's up on the deck. He's looking out, and he says the sun's just beautiful. It's shining down on the water. And he's looking at the reflection, and he's thinking to himself, this is so damn silly. I mean, I can't believe I'm even here Mm -hmm. thinking there's a ghost. Uh, It actually feels pretty absurd to even think that the hotel's even haunted. Well, that changed as soon as the sun went down. He said all the warm and fuzzies kind of went away. Mm -hmm. And most of it started when he went back to his room. He said, as soon as he got to his room, there was this odor that just knocked you on your butt. He said it was the smell of rotting meat. He said it was just like that there was a decaying body laying right in his bed. That's what the smell was. He said it was so bad that he had to pull his shirt up over his nose just to try to get through it. He said just a few minutes later, he hears this big loud crash in the bathroom. So he goes in there to check it out, see what's going on. And he said all of the toiletries and stuff that he had laying up on the counter and on the sink were all now on the floor. And, you know, he gets the fact that from a rational standpoint, yeah, sometimes some something might fall over. Uh-huh. You know, there's a shake in the ground, whatever can fall over. But not everything all at once. Yeah. So he's picking all these things up. He gets finished with the very last thing, picks, picks it up. He stands up and he looks in the mirror he notices a dark shadow that's right behind him. He said it's in the form of a human, and it walks across his room. He sees it plain as day in the mirror. He said he got goosebumps all over, and and every hair on his body stood on end. Whew, I would be too. He said he stayed in the corner the entire light, night with the lights on. And he said... With the stinky meat? I guess. Ooh. He said that... He'll go back to Catalina every year because that's what he does, but he will never, ever say the Catalina Boathouse isn't haunted again. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's so, so creepy, man. It was creepy. He didn't need to break, push all his stuff in the floor. That was uncalled for. Try to prove a point. Well. You know, call me out again. Yeah, well, that's true. And you just get your extra work and rotted meat smell. Yeah. That's so gross. That is gross. Yikes. All right, Tracy, would you like to do the honors of our iTunes and our Patreons for this week? Sure. Daddy0425. Pastor said, don't call me that. <laughs> <laughs> Jay Bailey's mom, Gypsy Moon, and NC Rich Strickland. Thank you guys for your wonderful reviews. We really appreciate that. Keep them coming, please. And our Patreon for this week was Marie Nichols Brett. Thank you, sweetheart. We appreciate your support. Guys, we mentioned the other day, I know all of you aren't on our social media, but I did mention on Facebook something that we had thought about doing, and we are going to do this, so I'm giving people ample time. I'll get you the exact date, but I think it's uh, it's 
one of the weeks, the second week of January, and we're going to do something special for you guys. Patreon. If you want to join Patreon during that time, we're going to do something we've never done. I don't know of any shows that have ever done this. But, like, if you're unfamiliar with Patreon, there's several tiers. There's a dollar, there's a three, there's a $5, a $10, and a 15 the $15 tier per month gets you 24, is it 6, 12, yeah, 24 short episodes. That's one every day except for the Mondays. We don't do Mondays. It gets you two full-length bonus episodes and it gets you merchandise discounts. It also gets you the shows that we're doing that have all the commercials in them. Some people are like, I hate the commercials. It gets you all of our regular episodes, the Wednesdays and the Sundays. All eight episodes a month, commercial-free. So if you don't like commercials, you can actually join Patreon for a dollar a month and get that anyway, the commercial-free. That's just part of being a... Which we got to do commercials to make a living at this, but we at least want to give you an opportunity to, to get out of it. So for a dollar a month, you can get all eight episodes of that and uh, four short episodes for just a buck. Anyways, what I was saying, that's $15 a month gets you everything, Right. So three months would be $45. What we're going to do in January, and we're doing this so people have a time, uh, an opportunity financially to schedule this out and plan it. For that one week in January, and I'll post that later, for a one-time $50 donation to the show, we're going to give you the code that gets you everything on Patreon for life. One time, 50 bucks, which is just a little more than three months, at the $15 tier, and we're going to give you the lifetime of Patreon. 24 episodes a month, two full bonus episodes, all ad-free episodes, discounts on merch. You get every bit of that for life for one $50 donation. Mm-hmm. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, I like it. And if you're already a Patreon supporter, jump in there. You're you're welcome as well. as This isn't like Sprint where they give all the great deals to people who aren't loyal customers. <laughs> so if you're already a Patreon supporter and you want to do that, that's fine. We'll, uh, we'll join you up on that. So I'll hammer down the date and we'll let you know when that's going to happen. But that's going to be a good deal for a lot of people to jump in, pay a one-time fee, and have uh, a Patreon for life. So we'll do that. Now, I've got a couple of shout-outs I want to do. We obviously are lucky to be part of a new network called the Podbelly Network. Uh, it's got all kinds of great shows on there. There's 26 shows in all. And, of course, this show's on there, and, and the warning you'll be offended be on there. But there's some other big shows and some smaller shows that mm-hmm. you guys need to check out. Just go to podbelly.com, and, and you can see all the shows that are on there. But a couple of shows that are on there, especially some of the bigger ones that you know, Breakers is on there. Graveyard Tales, our buddy, Hysteria 51. And then there's some smaller shows you definitely want to check out. You got the All Things Star Wars podcast, Art and Jacob Do America, Graveyard Shift are on there. And, you know, like I said, there's so many on there that um, I could name off four or five every week and we probably won't get through all of them. But 26 shows, go check them out, go support them. I think you guys will like it. And don't forget to go to hillbillyhorrorstories.com. And you've got all kinds of merch there for our show. We've got the shirts for uh, warning you will be offended on that one as well. And then we've got all of our live shows. And uh, like I said, too many to even cover right at this moment. 
go ahead and check out the list of all the live events and when they're taking place get your tickets there they make a great christmas presents we will see you guys on wednesday you guys have a blessed thanksgiving Are you sick of everybody being so sensitive these days? No matter what you say, everyone gets offended. Then we've got the podcast for you. I'm Jerry. I'm Amanda. And we're the hosts of Warning You Will Be Offended. A podcast with no filter. If you're offended easily, this is not the podcast for you. We can't even talk about most of the topics on this promo. You won't want to miss Amanda's Fact of the Week. Ooh, can I tell them about torso porn? Absolutely not. Can I tell them what color whale poop is? No. So subscribe today to Warning You Will Be Offended. It's pink! Damn it!